What's up, everyone? This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Thanks for tuning in. We are back today to talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And get tense, because we're going to talk about money. And uh, not really, it's going to be great, but we are going to talk about money. So (laughs) we're going to start with a couple verses up top and then kind of move throughout chapter nine and just talk about what it looks like to be a cheerful giver and how we can live into God's uh, generous being. And so when you dive into the scriptures, one of the first verses we want to look at today, Bobby and I read this and we were talking about verse six, says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. There's this idea that if you put in a little, you're going to get out a little. If you put in a lot, you're going to get out a lot. Now, for the Christian, I love the teachings that talk about use your earthly stuff to gain uh, earthly friends, ultimately to point them towards the Lord. Use them for kingdom purposes. Uh, Jesus talks about this in other ways. He talks about the parable where um, you've been faithful with a little, God's going to make you and entrust you uh, to be faithful with a lot. And so the question we have to ask ourselves, especially when it comes to our finances and, and this um, p- chapter is, how are we doing? Yeah. Are, we, are we being faithful with what God's given us? Are we being generous? And yeah, not going to lie, it, it's challenging for everybody at some point in time in their life making this really important decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if we narrow in and we take um, the conversation of what we're giving and just narrow that into just like our funds because um, this you can have this conversation about so many things but if we're just talking about like money specifically that just brings to mind uh, when Clark and I were first married and um, you were working and I was working and we were able to tie that we had uh, our budget looked a certain way and then mm-hmm. um, just after a couple of years the Lord had been working on our hearts and kind of stirring the idea that I wouldn't work anymore. And so I think the big, the kind of the big gulp there of like, yeah, I want to be at home and my mom is to be at home. My heart is to be a mom at home with my kids for sure. Um, But how is that going to affect our finances? And specifically when we're talking about tithing, um, how how is that going to affect the literal number of like what we give? For sure. Tithing on two incomes compared to one's a big difference. Right. Right. Everything so, is a big yeah, difference. On so two that was one. a major challenge. So we sat and we prayed about it mm-hmm. and we won't get into the X's and O's, but we just felt the Lord speak very clearly and say, trust me and, right. and don't take a step back. Mm-hmm. Just step in. Yeah. And so that ultimately we decided, no, we're going to keep our tithe the same and we can adjust other spots in our budget and, um, We can make adjustments in other places, but that's not a place that we're going to adjust. And so that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of, we didn't come to a specific number per se. Like we kind of revisit that every now and then. But I mean, the New Testament talks about that too. Like what give with what you've decided in your heart. That's verse seven. That's the next verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You want me to read it? Sure. It says, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. Yeah. And so the Bible talks about giving in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right. And so if you 
are familiar with the Old Testament um, or just kind of been hung around the church for a while, I'm sure you've heard this kind of like 10% mm-hmm. tithe. And so in the Old Testament, that was like every, so the first Grain, fruits of, yes, wheat, of life. Animals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where that thinking has emerged. And maybe you've heard like for a, a holistic look at your finances. So 10% to the church and 10% that you save and then you live off 80% of your income. The old 10, 10, 80. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That, or that's maybe been drilled into your head. Heard from that your my whole life. <laughs> but yep. That's kind of the origin of that. But in the new Testament, there's just kind of more of, um, more of a heart yeah. conversation with it. Yeah. And so that's what Paul's getting at here. Mm-hmm. He, he literally says, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. Mm-hmm. Now, for Bobby and I, our conviction is that we hope the 10% would be the baseline. That's where we start. And you only build up from there. One of our goals we have is that we would never have to backtrack in our tithes and our offerings. If anything, we'd add maybe 10 bucks a week Mm -hmm. or whatever for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And eventually that, that 10, 1080 would shift to Mm -hmm. be something like, you know, 20, 10, 70 Mm -hmm. or whatever, you name it. But it's all about your heart. God wants your heart. He, He doesn't need your money. Right. He's, he, he, he created everything. <laughs> but he does know that for a lot of us, your pocketbook is connected by a chain, string, whatever you want to call it, to Straight your heart. to your heart. That's right. That's right. <sighs> and so but I love the rest of this passage because it talks about when you get to participate in what God's doing, it's only going to bring you joy and thanksgiving. Right. You want to read the next couple of verses for us? Verse 11. Sure. Verse 11 says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever been able to give in a way that, I like, to be the cheerful giver or to um, act on this kind of giving, but it is, like, the best thing. I think that's actually what a little bit of what Paul's getting at in a cheerful giver is, like, God loves a cheerful giver. That doesn't mean, like, shame on you if you're not giving cheerfully, but just the fact that, like, you can't give especially these fun, anonymous kind of types of gifts without being cheerful. Like you literally can't do it. Clark has been able to kind of be behind the scenes as a pastor on some gifts that people have given. And it is so fun to watch people just think creatively about blessing, physically, financially blessing other people in the church. It's so fun. When it comes to anonymous giving, it's anonymous. So then when you get to drop right. this check off or give this money to somebody who, who needs help and they're like, well, who do I thank? And you're like, sorry, can't tell you. Right. The only person who's left to thank is God. Yeah. And so this is what it's getting at, this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, about maybe a year or two ago, someone in the church wanted to give a very generous gift, like well into the four figures. And I had the honor of, of dropping that off. and You were like know, the middleman. Yeah, I was the middleman and let them know like this is definitely not from me and Bobby. <laughs> Sorry. But somebody loves you. And ultimately the Lord loves you even more. And so, yeah, we get spoiled to do that. So maybe pray this week about who is God calling you to, to give an anonymous gift to. Right. I don't know. It says we have the opportunity to be generous on every occasion. Mm-hmm. So don't limit God's opportunities for us. Now, the next verse says... It's pretty similar stuff. It says, mm-hmm. this service, in verse 12, that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. And so, again, it's mm-hmm. talking about you get to give, and people are going to naturally respond in giving thanks to God for His generosity. Right. Because God's been generous. 
but sometimes we like want to take hold of that and we are reluctant to give when we think about this kind of entitlement that gives John Mark Comer has a great quote in one of his recent books we read and he talks about how Jesus makes this observation when he says that you can't worship God in money it's really not a command per se at that point when he's saying it he's literally just observing culture saying wow people really can't have God and money together because we will worship money. And so that's what happens is we work, we do our nine to five, we do our diligence, Friday comes around, we get our paycheck and we think, okay, this is mine. Yeah, but what would you say to someone, Bobby, who says, well, I worked hard for this. I worked 50 hours this week. It's my money. How how would you you respond to that? Just the most obvious response is, man, who gave you the ability to work? How do you have that physical strength? How do you (laughs) have that brain? How are you able to... Um, have eyes to see this IT screen tech and understand it. And, and then beyond that, even how are you able to adapt and learn these skills and abilities that you have? That's all from God. That's yeah, all your, your eyes God to see your gift. mouth to speak, yeah. your brain to comprehend. Mm. Um, it really is fascinating. It really is fascinating. God's so creative. Right. And so that's, that kind of transitions us to this next what stuck out in reading this was um how really giving of our tithes and offerings is actually um it's actually a type of spiritual discipline and so i'm sure maybe some of you have heard that word spiritual discipline before and maybe got a little turned off and maybe if you could reframe it into like spiritual pathway to relationship or Mm -hmm. something like that um but spiritual disciplines things like praying reading your bible fasting silence and solitude and giving of your tithes and offerings the bible gives a lot of different options there right and so this specifically if we're looking at giving our tithes and offerings um how can you experience a different uh a different side a different part a different maybe a deeper maybe a different vantage point of the character and the nature of god in that yeah because it seems that when you're uh in prayer or Bible reading or fasting or silence and solitude or worship or tithes and offerings, God reveals a little bit more yeah. of himself to you. Mm-hmm. So here's an example we'll give you just as we wrap up our time together. You could spend time with one person at their workspace and you could spend time with that same person in their home and then at a table over a good meal and then maybe at a sporting event. And each of those environments are going to offer you a different aspect of that person. Of that the person, person doesn't is. change. It's right. the same person, but you're going to get to know them better and more fully and more wholly because mm-hmm. a little bit more of their person is going to be revealed in the different ways and different times and different environments. Yeah. The same is true with, with our Bible reading, mm-hmm. with our prayer, with our fasting. God lined all these things up so that we, w- we could get to know him more. Mm-hmm. And so I guess our final encouragement would be as you read, hopefully, 2 Corinthians 8 yesterday and 2 Corinthians yeah. 9 today, there wouldn't be a reluctance to this, but this would be really exciting. Yeah. And an acknowledging of God, you've been so good to me. Right. Um, how can you've been generous? How can we be generous? Right. Right. Like Clark said, just to getting to experience God in a new, different way um, as provider. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think. That's just a fun way to look at at giving is that you're just getting to step into a little bit deeper knowledge of who God is and then a little bit um, of his kingdom work too that you get to participate in. Mm -hmm. And so um, maybe reflect on that in chapter nine as you're reading today, just um, how you know God as a provider and how he totally has provided in every way and then how maybe you can step into being a cheerful giver. Yeah. How can you use your stuff to bless other people? Yeah. Starting with money. 
That's exciting. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for you today. Yeah. Thanks for listening. God bless you guys. Have a great week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.